Hello, loyal podcasters. Thanks for tuning in to the NetSuite podcast. I'm your host, Kendall Fisher, and on this episode, we're joined by Adam Taylor, founder and CEO of PetShop.co.uk, an online and subscription-based pet food and supply store. In fact, PetShop.co.uk was the UK's first ever subscription pet food service. Taylor dives into the genesis of Pet Shop, where he came up with the idea and why the UK needed a service like this. He also reveals how the company has grown since its start in 2010 and the challenges along that journey, both for Pet Shop's unique business model as well as within the UK overall. Finally, Taylor explains how NetSuite has helped the company overcome those challenges, minimize costs on headcount, provide the agility needed to compete against other companies, and enable continued growth by 50% year over year. All of that coming up next. You're listening to the NetSuite Podcast, where we discuss what's happening within NetSuite, why we're doing it, and where we're heading in the future. We'll dive into the details about the software and the people at NetSuite who are behind all the moving parts. We'll also feature customer growth stories, discussing the ups and downs of running a company and how one integrated system can help your business continue to scale. Before we get into this NetSuite podcast episode with Adam Taylor, founder and CEO of PetShop.co.uk, we want to thank our sponsors over at Blue Microphones. Everyone has a story to tell, and if you're a storyteller, you probably know Blue Mics for their iconic Yeti microphone, which has helped millions of people find and amplify their voices. If you're thinking about creating your own podcast, recording some voiceovers, gaming, reading audiobooks, or what have you, then you need to check out Blue's new Yeti caster, the complete mic and boom arm system ready to connect to your laptop, bringing the ultimate broadcast studio setup to your home or office. That's what we use here at the NetSuite Studios, even on the run, and we really love recording with them. To get your hands on one of these setups, visit bluedesigns.com and use code PODCAST at checkout for a special price. Hi, Adam. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the NetSuite podcast. Um, We are here in London at Sweet Connect London. How's it been so far? Yeah, very exciting. Uh, It's actually my old hometown, so it's always nice to come back. Yeah, you said you didn't realize how many church spires were. Yeah, we've got a pretty amazing view up here, but yeah. Yeah, we got, it's a great view. We are uh, in a for our listeners tuning in, we are in a suite so that it's quiet during Suite Connect. Um, in a suite that overlooks London, it's it's gorgeous. Um, so Adam, as I told our listeners, you're the founder of PetShop.co.uk. So first of all, can you tell our listeners what is PetShop.co.uk? What does the company do? So PetShop.co.uk is a nationwide home delivery pet food uh, and meds and accessories business. Um, I do often get asked by... Uh, by customers um, and I'd like to reassure the listeners we don't post any pets in the post but we do sell meds and food and all your favorite brands we're basically like a supermarket but for pet supplies Love home it. delivery um, but the one big USP was we were the first to launch a subscription service in the UK oh my gosh um, so I guess that kind of brings me then to the next question which is was so when did you found the company Two- in 2010 2010 so when you founded this organization what what was lacking in the world that you saw? Like, how did you come up with this idea? It's, uh, so I, I was recently been made redundant from, um, from working at Lehman Brothers, actually. 
And I, I did what every uh, bachelor, 27-year-old man does at that time. And I, I moved back at home to live with my parents. And it was sort of whilst living at home, and um, I, was, I, I was sort of, I was obsessed with think, actually starting a, a, my next uh, career would be as an entrepreneur. And I was looking for different business ideas. And it was really from my, my mother's sort of badgering me and always disrupting me and asking me to do household chores, including buying pet supplies. Um, I got my Yuka moment and I, and I, I thought, oh, well, I'll, I'll set up a subscription service to deliver food to, uh, to my family home. Um, and at that point, I, I realized that nobody was doing that. And then I did a bit more research and pet supplies was not only it's a huge industry in the UK, it's four billion a year. In the US is about 54 billion. Um, but e pet e-commerce was massively underperforming. Um, so it was roughly made about 33%, sorry, 3% of retail sales came through online. Um, whereas if you looked at electronics and fashion around that point, 2010, it was about 20%. So I thought, well, this should align. And why is it that it's so uh, yeah. uh, sort of immature? And it's largely because the people who buy pet supplies were my mother and they <laughs> didn't really like to shop online. So almost we got in at the right time. Um, we had the, the bottomless bowl service, which enabled us to win quite a few awards and, and get free publicity. But then also the market's just grown and grown and it's been exciting. We'll talk about the bottomless bowls for their, you know, somebody maybe in the US that's listening right now and doesn't know yes. what you guys did. But bottomless bowl is basically our subscription service. And, and as the name sort of alludes to, it's trying to have some fun with subscription service. The idea yeah. is your bowl never goes empty because you set up, a, you, you, you go onto a website, you can buy any, all your major uh, pet food brands. Um, you, you choose the frequency of which you like, and then it just gets delivered automatically to your house um, every uh, um, on your door uh, with the food you, you like. I love it. And I love the name. Um, so how did you originally go about fulfilling this need? I mean, what, like, what was, I mean, you, you're living with your parents. Like, how are you getting the food to your customers once you got this idea off the ground? Yes, yeah, it always sounds much easier than it really right? is. Yeah, and, and it really it it was pretty it was pretty tough. So so I came up with the idea, and then I actually uh, moved in with my then girlfriend, now wife and and business partner, um, Lexi, um, in her studio apartment in London. She was finishing her final year uh, at university, and so I had the idea, and I did what every I think all entrepreneurs do and are guilty of. I spent ages and ages fantasizing and choosing out the perfect blue for our logo and re <laughs> really didn't focus on actually how I'm going to send these products out. Um, but actually, Lexi, I had a few awkward conversations with Lexi's parents, one's asking Lexi, what's Adam ever going to do with his life? And secondly, when he's going to start paying rent. So that was my catalyst to then actually, how do I set up this business? And, and I, I was a bit lost and it was tough. And I, I then found actually, and that's when I came across the Princess Just Business Program, um, which was ultimately set up by Princess Charles, and it's to help young people set up businesses. And, and that really helped provide the, the foundation to me set this up. And ultimately, what they did is they, they provided a helping hand um, in guidance. Um, and so I think the first thing they said to me is, look, Adam, before you invest any more time or money in this, do people actually want to part with their hard-earned money for your for your service. Right. And and I was like, yeah, that's a really good point. And a lot of people are scared to ask that question because that's the real scary part as an entrepreneur. 
So, um, so then I went and basically test, test, tested the business. I, I'd go up to people, anybody in the, I'd sort of prowl the streets of London, anybody with a dog I'd go up to and ask them if I could supply them pet food. Um, and ultimately people said yes, uh, for home delivery. So I used to, I'd go out and I didn't have supplies. I'd go and buy the food from the local pet shop or the supermarket and then deliver it on my Vespa and, uh, <laughs> to the house. And I just proved the concept enough. Then we could then make the decision. Oh, let's, let's now. Let's set up supplies. Let's uh, get a, a website up and and get some courier rates. Wow! Yeah, so that you didn't have to, you know, continue to deliver on your Vespa. Correct. Yes. Yeah. I'm sure you were in great shape though, carrying yeah. all those dog bags. I, I've worked out you can probably safely carry about 30 kgs okay. in American audience, maybe 45 pounds worth okay. of pet food on a Vespa. <laughs> That's great. Okay, so tell us about how you've continued to grow from those days of carrying, you know. 45 pounds of dog food on your Vespa to today? I mean, how many customers do you have now? And so on and so forth. Yes. So we, we've, um, I guess we've grown from when it was just to be myself and Lexi and we were in a, um, a, like a two meter by three meter, uh, incubator office, uh, up at Warwick university. Wow. Um, now, now we operate out of 40,000 square foot warehouse in the middle of England in Warwickshire. Um, we have 500,000 customers. We've been growing about 50% year on year. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's not been, um, it, yeah, it, I mean, I, it's all come relatively easily. It's been, you know, really nice, uh, exciting journey. When you look back to the days when you were talking to as many pet owners on the street as you could, asking them if they'd be interested in this, and now you are reaching 500,000 customers and, and growing 50% year over year, like what is, what goes through your head? Like how, how do you feel about that? That's a, that's a great accomplishment. I think, uh, I mean, truthfully, I do get quite emotional thinking about the journey we had. Yeah. But um, also, I don't think, um, every now and again, me and Lex will go for a walk through the warehouse and we have, we hold about a million pounds worth of stock at one time. And we do, we'll take a moment and say, wow, this is quite incredible. But it also, almost a bit of a tragedy too. You also, it's very hard to actually tangibilize that too. So I don't think we really, I still ultimately feel like it's the same. Yeah. I still have an immediate uh, sort of, hesitation when I see somebody in the street with a dog to go up and speak to them. Um, but yes. Did you find the perfect shade of blue? We did. We did. Yes, <laughs> we did in the end. Um, so with all of this growth, how do you go about fulfilling the needs of your customers today? Obviously, you're not selling, you know, you're not driving around on your Vespa anymore. Um, walk us through how PetShop.co.uk works. We initially set, set up the business using off-the-shelf, I guess, island pieces of software, um, but that, that really showed some limitations quite early on. Um, so we then we then ultimately uh, use Oracle, NetSuite, and Bronto for all of our software needs. So that covers kind of the website, the email marketing, um, the stock control, and so on. Um, and then we have, and equally our ordering with our suppliers, um, and then we have our, our sort of warehouse and fulfillment. Now, in our warehouse, we don't deliver any of the products ourselves. So we use third-party couriers. Um, in the UK, it's Yodel, uh, DPD, Hermes, and Royal Mail. In the US, I guess it's the equivalent of FedEx or, or UPS. But um, we, uh, yeah, in terms of actually, so somebody, we've built, somebody will go onto our website. Um, on our, it's on, built on Sweet Commerce Advance. Um, they can choose, we literally sell every single product you could possibly want, all the major brands. Um, they, they will add it to their cart. Um, once that order goes through, um, we, the auto automatically gets populated into our, our, into our NetSuite backend. Um, and then the, that's kind of when the magic starts to happen. The, the warehouse manager prints out all the orders. They get printed out in a specific uh, 
a specific sequence that's optimal for picking and packing. Um, we, we hold a million pounds worth of st stock in our warehouse, but we also um, we sell 10,000 products. Um, so we also order from maybe two or three key suppliers that order just in time. So we can get, basically the key is to get products to people next day. Right. Um, yeah, and then ultimately it gets picked. And it's not not terrifically complicated. Then we, we then gets put into boxes. Um, we've had quite some fun branding the box so that we've uh -huh. got a pet shop to Okay, we've even got a quite proud of this. Uh, we we kind of thought of okay, your box doesn't not just need to be a box. Let's have some marketing. Let's make it a marketing tool. Um, and so we came up with fun games for people to do with their boxes and post and share online. So I I created a pet tuxedo on one of the flaps. Uh -huh. So if you open it up and you put your dog or cat behind it, it looks like they're wearing a little James Bond tuxedo. I love um, we have some competitions and so on, but anyway, so <laughs> it gets put into the box and then that gets collected um, by by couriers. Um, the thought of doing the logistics ourselves in this day and age, it's just uh, it's the, we we pay such a low price for twenty four hour shipping. Yeah, um, you can't compete. Back in the early days when I used to deliver, it it blew my mind actually. You know, I think the consumer now has come to expect twenty four hour shipping. But actually, if you look at what goes on in the background of, of couriers, it's quite incredible. I mean, they're delivering um, all over the country. You may not be in. There's traffic. Yeah. It's, it's, it's quite an impressive feat. Yeah. And when we did deliver, I was quite uh, overwhelmed by actually, yeah, that journey. Yeah, I was going to say, what kind of challenges come with running a business like PetShop.co.uk? I think for us, we're selling a commodity product um, and we're competing with, you know, you know, really big competitors. And I think, and bear in mind, we also have self-funded this business from scratch. So it's, it's forced us to really understand return on investment on marketing and software. And for us, it's how do we, how do we, you know, uh, how do we outmaneuver? How do we compete with big, big competitors um, selling the same product? And, and really it comes down to um, personalization, um, functionality and a, a customer service. And those are kind of uh, the three pillars to our business. With the Amazons of the world and with e these big competitors that, that you guys are seeing in this, um, how do you make sure that you're staying top of mind and that you're remaining competitive? And what do you, what would you say, especially from like the business side of things? Yeah, I think um, it's, it's semi hard to say just because it, it it's um, so, it seems so natural and intuitive to us, like that yeah. we are, we're so customer service obsessed and we've got this huge list of development for, on, on how to disrupt this dated industry, um, to automate things and to help people find the right product quicker and cheaper. And so ultimately we obsessed with trying to build all the functionality around that to, um, in, in sort of on the front end and back end. Um, and what's, what we're finding as a result of building that all within NetSuite is um, we get the data insight from it so we can learn and we can we can optimize the whole time. Yeah. So we do we our email uh, conversion rate has about 30 percent conversion rate. So we're really pushing, you know, really maximizing um, the whole experience. Um, yeah. And the ultimate you know, passion is to help pet parents and, yeah. and make sure they get the right product as cheap as possible. Yeah. I know how that goes to it as a dog owner and a new dog owner. I've my, my, I got my dog in March. Um, so I mean, even just being here coming to the UK for, you know, a couple of days and having to think like, okay, 
are we going to run out of dog food? Do we have, we have to go get more dog food rather than it getting just shipped to my house for the person that's watching my dog in my apartment, which would have been much easier. Um, so you mentioned, you know, you're able to automate processes and really able to, you know, um, leverage your, your customer relationships to, you know, maintain that loyalty and to be competitive against these big, big names that are out there now. Um, I I do also think like the, the, um, these big companies are definitely very limited in being able to execute on this functionality. So it is, we almost got into, you know, using NetSuite at, at, we're at the right time where we can, it's now we're customizing it and it's becoming part of our DNA. Was if, if I think these bigger companies, even if they were trying to replicate what we were doing, it would be a big cost. And actually, could you justify that? You know, it may right. be difficult. Whereas, yeah. And, and the only other thing I would say is that because, NetSuite is so agile, we're, we, we are able to develop it so qu- quickly and put new features to market so quickly, and that ultimately means cheaply, that, it, yeah, our software has become a, a, almost a barrier to entry, yeah. you know, to some extent, yeah. to, to, you know, to our competitors. Right, right. That makes sense. Let's actually dive into the decision to implement NetSuite. So what were you running on? What uh, systems were you run, running on prior to your NetSuite implementation yes so when when we launched we um we we were advised to we we were going to go down the road of building something bespoke um and uh, almost literally from scratch ultimately probably yeah using maybe i think magenta's infrastructure but um and then using different uh, we were going to use quickbooks um which we did end up using and mailchimp for our email marketing we I believe we dodged a bullet by not trying to build an e-commerce website uh, from scratch. I've, uh, you know, I've witnessed it firsthand. Like, not only is there the the cost of building it, and why recreate the wheel when it's been done for you? Yeah. Um, and that's true of any um, off-the-shelf e-commerce software. I think that's already a, a, a better choice than building it from scratch. Um, but also, we re- by by building from scratch, you you lose the you know, huge other massive benefits of, of cloud software, um, such as cybersecurity. I mean, we, um, our, our whole business is built within Oracle NetSuite and the amount of money investment they put into that side alone um, really gives us and our customers uh, peace of mind. Whereas if you build bespoke, you've got to update your website all the, all the time yourself. And that's, uh, it's, it's not really realistic. Um, and so we benefit by being in the cloud software by those, those, um, those twice a year updates. But um, yes, I, I guess, sorry, going back to the original software we used, we, we started on Shopify, but then we quickly moved on to BigCommerce, which is another cloud uh, e-commerce platform. And we used MailChimp for email marketing and QuickBooks for accounting. And um, it's quite, it was interesting when I, the, the key Eureka moment was, okay, home to pet food, um, but the key part was the subscription side. Um, it was, it was, that was our USP and that's kind of how we've won all, you know, all these business awards and with the subscription side, looking at, you know, e-commerce software back in 2010, um, it wasn't, it, the shopping carts were all locked down, so you couldn't customize it. Mm-hmm. Um, so very quickly, our sort of dreams of being different and disrupting this industry were shattered yeah. and we were told that that wasn't possible. Um, and they explained why, and I and, and I understood. But so, we I always believe there's a workaround to something, and um, and and our workaround was as well. We we use certain fields, like let's say your delivery note field, to for the customer to be able to say how often they wanted to, to subscribe, and then we would then 
take that order, read that field, and then manually enter into Google Calendar. I mean, it was a really lengthy process. We set up a, a Google Calendar alert for that subscription uh, for that particular customer's desired frequency. Wow. And then every day, somebody would go in and, and input those orders manually. Um, wow. Now, amazingly, that saw us up to about, it was about three million pounds in sales that that, that method got us, saw us through to. Um, but definitely, as you can imagine, cracks started to appear with not only like managing the, the daily orders, inputting them in, but also the warehouse wasn't communicating in with our, our, our stock and our accounting was separate as well. So we really didn't have a clue, um, a very good clue on actually how how um, profitable we were at any moment in time. And that's quite scary, particularly as a startup. We knew we were, you know, we were we stayed on top of it. We priced things very well, on, but it was still didn't give us that level of comfort that we now have. Which American company started with a guy in a garage, was featured on Shark Tank, and now has over 1 million customers? Hint, they're reducing crime in neighborhoods everywhere. Here's Ring Video Doorbell founder Jamie Siminoff with his secret to success. It's true. In just a few years, we've had huge growth. We've hired hundreds of people, expanded our warehouse, and we're shipping millions of units a year, all while making sure our customers are happy. I've had lots of things to worry about, but I never worry about our finance and accounting because we use NetSuite from Oracle. From the beginning, NetSuite let me see what's going on with my business in real time, from revenues to expenses, customers and orders, even HR. I run my business from a dashboard right on my phone. NetSuite has been my business management system from 10 to a team of over 1,000, and NetSuite will be my choice as we continue to innovate and grow. Go to netsuite.com ring to see how Jamie scaled his business. You'll also get our free guide titled Overcoming Your Five Obstacles to Growth. That's netsuite.com ring for your free guide and the story of a great American company. netsuite.com ring. Two-part question. What were you going to start looking for in a new system when you realized all of you know, these challenges that you were facing? And then why did you ultimately decide to implement NetSuite? Yeah, what, what was really cool is by... Considering building a bespoke platform first, and then also having sat on cloud software, albeit they didn't speak to each other, um, I got to see the benefits of being in cloud. And when I was looking at ERP systems, again, this it was 2014, NetSuite realistically was the only real cloud solution out there. So already it was leaps and bounds ahead, in my opinion, uh, above all the other competitor options. But we definitely, I, I did, I, sp I viewed all the different options. I looked at local UK-based ERP systems. Um, I looked at um, I looked at big and small. And I mean, with something like ERP, where actually you want, really I want to piggyback on, on the company that's invested the most amount of time and resources to build the most robust solution um, because as a business, that's, you know, it becomes part of your business. I mean, yeah. 50 probably more than 50% of Petrol to K is actually integrated now into, into NetSuite. So it's, it's a very important decision. Right. Um, um, so, so when I was viewing, I, I, I spent a long time speaking, looking at and speaking with all the different ERP systems and NetSuite just really stood out as being a no-brainer um, sol uh, solution for us. One, um, it was cost-effective for us. Um, secondly, it it really is so customizable that we could achieve all the functionality we wanted and cost effectively. Um, and then lastly was the cloud piece. I, it was very important that it was on cloud. For us, it's definitely useful to be able to view it um, um, all you know live all over the world. But really, 
um, those updates are, yeah. are, are very valuable to us and any business because your your product isn't stuck in a moment of time. It's constantly evolving. And in terms of how do we outcompete with big competitors, it's you've just constantly got to be evolving. You've got, you know, as te- new technology comes in, you've got to embrace it, understand how you can adapt it to your business and your customers and, and you know, and evolve. And that's how I think you remain uh, competitive in a competitive you know, space. Yeah, that's really, really solid advice, like you said, for any any business owner. Um, so you mentioned like more than now, almost 50% of, of petshop.co.uk runs on NetSuite. Can you dive into that a little bit more? How do you utilize NetSuite? Yeah, so we, we've been using NetSuite now for five years. And um, yeah, I mean, realistic, it's probably more like 99% of our businesses <laughs> is used in NetSuite. Because thinking about it, we, um, the, we use Nets. We basically don't have any other software for our business. So we have Netsuite does our accounting, our stock control, um, our email marketing, our website, our e-commerce website. That is um, our wholesaling side. Um, um, we do use a third party um, for our warehouse management system, but that's we chose that provider. It's our smart because it's built within Netsuite rather than um, connected through an API. So. Um, we basically prioritize trying to, we always would, we, we always basically try to, I want to keep having been burnt in the process of having different software standalone island solutions. Yeah. It's imperative for us, I believe, to keep everything within um, NetSuite. Yeah. And how has it um, offered you the ability to overcome those challenges you mentioned earlier? I mean, even just the subscription model and some of the other stuff that you talked about. It's so it's um, it's been really just seamless. Really, we've on the subscription side, um, it it's so cool the functionality we have. If you just look at the subscription side within Netsuite, because everything's inter- interconnected, um, including our payment platform is in Netsuite, the website and so on, is that um, the customer can can manage their subscription um, themselves. Um, so they can choose the date it starts and uh, they can choose the frequency, but also we can suggest using their shopping patterns uh, to optimize their frequency. So, you know, ultimately re-educate them there. Um, equally using NetSuite, um, as another example, if somebody's card's details start to expire, one of the biggest reasons why people may drop out of subscription is their card details expire. Mm-hmm. Well, NetSuite knows their date of expiry. So we can set up an autoresponder to then say, hey, your card's about to run out, time to renew it. And suddenly your retention, you know, yeah. in, you know small changes like that have this huge impact on on your business retention rate and success. Yeah, I would not I would not have thought about that. That makes total sense that mostly why subscriptions end is because you forget to, to, to update your card or whatever. Um, very interesting. So with all of this, how has NetSuite allowed Pet Shop to operate more efficiently? Yes, so we've, we're still a relatively small team for our size. So we're 30 people in total. And I think, I think that's, that's been accomplished by utilizing NetSuite in the entirety of our organization. And I always, I always think very carefully before we employ somebody new is, can we, are we actually, is that just a plaster of a bigger problem? And can we utilize Oracle NetSuite to automate some task um, and, uh, and address that problem using software? And I think that's, you know, really, really key um, for any business to then look at, okay, are we utilizing this ERP system correctly? Um, what can we do to improve, you know, solve these problems? And we automate a lot um, and we've spent a lot of time developing NetSuite. We, and our plan is to invest about a quarter of a million pounds into the NetSuite product in the next 12 months mm-hmm. um, to help 
um, automate and, and, and drive sales. Wow. Um, and then where, so with like, for example, the money that you would spend towards headcount or the time it would take to, you know, manually input some of the stuff that you were putting into, you know, Google calendars early on, where are you able to utilize those resources elsewhere in the company now? Yeah, so it it's a, yeah it's it's it actually ends up being a lot more like fun jobs rather than doing laborious <laughs> like data entry re- repetitive jobs, and it's really those are the tasks that we're trying to automate. Like designing a tuxedo box. Yes, exactly <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly right. And um, and I mean, you know, when we create email monthly uh, our monthly newsletter, um, we whether it's Halloween or uh, or. Um, Black Friday or so on. We always it's an open plan office, and we all you know the whole team gets involved with coming up with fun pet puns or oh, or what awesome. angle are we going to take on this? How can we have some fun with this? Because ultimately, I think um, you know everyone's busy with their lives, and if we can actually you know make somebody smile in the day from reading our email, then that's a win already. But uh, so yeah, we we definitely are. I take as a team, no matter whether you're in customer service or in accounts or the marketing team everybody's involved with some of the creative aspects and um, and also with the product development too of how do we how, how do we use software to 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 yeah basically create the best e-commerce platform we can yeah that do you have a um favorite pet pun that you get one of you guys have ever come up with I'm just I, so curious. Yeah, definitely put me on the spot. I've got, I know I've got, I'm putting like, you on the spot. Po- I do spot. have one, but this is very controversial. We 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 were going to put um, one of the latest updates of SEA is that they've got this new out of stock feed. So yeah. when the product runs out, and we think, okay, well, we what's the message we put when it says out of stock? And we think, okay, well, the the obvious thing is out of stock. And we're thinking, well, that's going to put people off. Yeah, you've lost the sale. And yeah, um, there I, there is the feature now you can email back. We thought, okay, what we can have some fun with this, and uh, I think. The, the the winning two was cockapoo we've run out of stock or <laughs> this was the one that wasn't so good was uh, I <laughs> you not we're out of stock uh, <laughs> both based off two dogs but yes I love it um, that's great see that's not that bad no I, I think the cockapoo won so yeah. you may see that on our website very shortly <laughs> that's awesome that's great um, okay so so you guys have grown like crazy obviously over the last decade um, you know with half a million customers and um every you know all the everything that you guys are doing now just not not only just selling dog food and moving into different products and so on and so forth how has NetSuite been flexible enough to scale with you guys as you continue to grow 50 percent year over year yeah I think um it, it's funny but because of the I think the size of organizations that use Oracle NetSuite being from, you know, very small to also, you know, very, very big companies. Um, it's never been a worry of mine or, and it's ne- we've never hit any problems of actually can NetSuite scale. I, I'm 100% sure um, it, it can. And our goal is to to be the biggest online pet retailer, which ultimately means doing about 200 million. And, I, and I'm 100% confident that NetSuite can see us all the way through to that. So it's been really seamless ultimately. Um, NetSuite can deal with the volume of orders we're doing. It's got the security systems in place to make our business robust. Um, yeah, it's we it's it's we we really I would recommend to any business owners looking at ERP systems is choose the right one as soon as possible and choose one that has the longevity because you do invest your heart and soul and so many hours into that product. 
it does become integrated into your business. And the thought for us to switch ERP system, you know, in the future, it doesn't even enter my mind. And I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. Um, because your your attention and focus is best invested in, in managing your customers. Yeah. So, um, I yeah, 100%. If anybody's looking at ERP systems, you know, we've only had success and 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 our success is is, you know, there's been a lot of hard work and there's been our our creativity to it, but it's also been you know, integrated into NetSuite's platform and we wouldn't have been able to achieve as as quick a success, I don't believe, today without it. Wow. Um so I kind of want to also talk about you you've said when you're investing in a business solution, it becomes a huge part. It's a big investment. It's a huge part of your business. We talk a lot about what that means from a B2B perspective, but I want to talk about as the founder of this company, like what that means from just like a person to person perspective. I mean, working with NetSuite as much as you do, as you continue to customize, as you continue to grow, as you continue to, you know, implement new features. What is it like working with the NetSuite team to do that? Yeah, they've, um, they've, yeah, I've 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 really enjoyed it. I think um, it's been trying to th- think as it's been five years, but um, it I, they've really what I've really enjoyed about NetSuite is I think they've really they've looked at our business individually, and so they un- so we're an e-commerce business, but they they ultimately looked at our business, looked at our size, looked at our ambitions, and and the product's been um, ma- you know made available to us uh, us then. Um, yeah. I think, as I was quite intimidated, maybe speak, you know, even approaching NetSuite in the first place because I thought it would be only for big, big businesses. Um, and back in the stage, we were turning over about three million when we started using NetSuite, and I was, uh, yeah, amazed at how, um, how even as a small company back then, how we were treated as an important customer. Um, and I, I suspect we probably could even use NetSuite even a bit earlier um, yeah. than than we did. Um, so that that's probably the resounding feeling. Um, I do. I I I've I've mentioned a couple of times that the the NetSuite updates are key, and and I do feel that NetSuite has a genuine want to try to. Um, constantly evolve their product to better suit their customers again whether it's b2b right and, and all the updates i read them fanatically and um and i see the ones which are relevant to us some i didn't know would be relevant but actually are yeah um there was a new rebate uh, uh tool which is coming out which is going to help massively for um our buying department but um so we we really benefit by their constant obsession with developing the product further and and improve and making it um agile. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great stuff. I love hearing that. Um, so you mentioned earlier, you, you thought about when you were looking into, to in implementing a new system, you were looking at local, you know, UK based systems. First of all, just to start, what are some challenges that are, um, specific to the UK market in general, especially for like e-commerce? I think, um, so yeah, with regards to challenges that we we have, I yeah I, maybe a little bit controversial now, but one challenge we have is um, e-commerce. I think the UK like really like is one in terms of spend per head online. It's one of the the lead in in the world for e-commerce. So it's a very uh, 
it's a very um, competitive uh, market and very, I guess, mature. So you really have to be on it with e-commerce here, which I do also, I like too, because it means it's survival of the fittest. So um, you really have to be on top of your game. Um, One of our challenges was, is competition from Europe. Um, but equally, that's a challenge and, a, and an opportunity we also can then sell into Europe. So um, that's that's um, one of the main challenges for all e-commerce UK businesses um, based on, I guess, it's your operating cost and uh, fulfillment and so on. How, how can you compete with maybe countries that have, you know, lower uh, running costs? Right. Um, but... Um, so that yeah, on the on sort of on, on the distribution side, that's probably probably one there. In terms of it just being um, the UK market just being so com- so such an e-commerce driven market, I think what's exciting is there's very savvy shoppers here. The customers really love a good deal, and they really know how to shop wisely. And and that's when I think your software, really, your e-commerce platform, really needs to stand out to be able to offer those demands to other customer. Yeah, tell me how Netsuite has helped you address these challenges in the UK. I mean, n- not only just selling and competing, you know, into Europe, but also being a top competitor in U- the UK. Yes, online. yeah. What I find really exciting about um, Netsuite and how it's helped us is we're building an e-commerce platform now that. Actually, whether whether we're selling in the UK market or across the world, if you now t- we've we've spent hours building this you know beautiful back end and all these cool functionalities, you could roll this out not only into other international markets very quickly, but also into other potentially uh, industries entirely. Ba- baby uh, yeah. nappies uh, <laughs> comes to mind, but um, so. Um, yeah, we've built a very, a, a pretty um, impressive um, back end and, and functionality um, within NetSuite. We spent in all, the, all those hours of automation. Um, it's hard to to put a you know value on that. Um, and if a big company were trying to replicate that, it's uh, it's probably quite difficult. So NetSuite's really been a um, a key part to our business, and ultimately, we've we've almost become almost a service business too, rather than just an e-commerce business. We we actually act. Uh, we sell a lot of advertising, um, and we we provide market research to big pet food companies too. Wow! So we, the business has diversified as well as a result of the net suite uh, visibility we have across the, all our uh, the cost, uh, sort of the shopping habits, the the analytics of the, what's bought and not. Wow, very cool. I mean, kind of stemming off of that too. Where where is Pet Shop headed in the future? Where do you want to grow from here? Yes, so we're. I guess we're the. We've got this big grant um, that we're we're executing now, and I was kind of keen to see where we are then. I am conscious that if we want to be the biggest in, in the UK. Um, that we may need to then seek some strategic partner or investment in the near future to achieve that, or ultimately to expedite that. Um, it won't be as essential, but that could be a way to fast forward that um, there. But I'm definitely keen to finish our sort of this major project that I have in mind now, because I think we're going to really, the dynamics, the KPIs we're going to get out of our retention rate, um, our conversion rate, our lifetime value, I feel like we can execute all of that um, ourselves without needing external help, but yeah. uh, I think the, the next step to you know to really to take this business to the next level potentially would be that. I'd also uh, my family. I actually grew up in New York until the age of five. Oh my gosh! Um, and my family moved back there in two thousand. But I 
I, I've always dreamt maybe taking taking on the America, but uh, that uh, that's that's another uh, fight for another day. I think. Hey, if you do that, you've got a customer in me. That's for Perfect. sure. That's all my, I need is one to start with. <laughs> my growing massive seventy pound dog will love that. So <laughs> I will love that. I could hand life. hand deliver that myself. Uh, would you? Would it be on a Vespa though? Yeah, I would have to import one, but yeah. I'm sure it's possible. <laughs> exactly. Pre- premium service now for the Vespa delivery. Amazing. Mm. Well, Adam, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of the NetSuite podcast from London, which has been very awesome. Um, and we just look forward to hearing how you continue to grow and how, you know, uh, that there is no limit. There's no yeah. limit. No, fantastic. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you to PetShop.co.uk's founder and CEO, Adam Taylor, for joining us on this episode of the NetSuite podcast, bringing some awesome lessons and insight for any business leader anywhere. We also want to thank our sponsors over at Blue Mics and Ring, as well as our editors over at Lampstand and all you listeners for tuning in. Don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe. Until next time. You just listened to the NetSuite podcast. Be sure to tune in every week with more NetSuite developments, stories, and insights into the benefits of one integrated system to help you run your business.